Hey guys, it's Rebecca. I just wanted to let you know, in case you didn't, that we recently launched my first fragrance. I'm so proud of it. I think the smell is amazing. I created it for you, for me, and uh, it doesn't actually involve any compromises. It's vegan, sulfate and phthalate free, cruelty free. My goal was to create something that marked all your milestone moments, but that didn't compromise your and others' health. And it's environmentally friendly with sustainable packaging. So head over to my website, RebeccaMinkoff.com, and check out my first fragrance. Hey, everyone. You're listening to Superwomen. Today's guest is Katie Rosen Kitchens, the founder of FabFitFun, which is an incredible subscription box company that she founded in 2010. Can you believe it? 10 years old. That has a fanatical following. We did work together a few seasons ago, and it was an incredible experience to see so many women being made so happy by this delightful box that arrives at your door. Take a listen. First of all, I'd love to dive in to your backstory, a little bit of your history, and then what inspired you to start FabFitFun. Yeah, absolutely. So my my history is a little bit weird. Um, my background is in content. I was a writer for about 10 years before starting FabFitFun with my co-founders, Michael and Daniel. And um, I'm going to age myself by the story a little bit. But um, if you think about media and content 10 years ago, um, it was definitely ruled by glossy magazines that were very much a directive of you know what you were supposed to look like and how you were supposed to act. And as a Puerto Rican Jewish girl from the San Fernando Valley, who definitely did not fit those stereotypes, um, you know, we wanted to create a space that was a little more, you know, like your best friend giving you tips and tricks, rather than telling you how to live your life. And we ran it as a, a media platform for about three years, you know, built up a pretty nice following, um, but quickly realized that media was a pretty tough business to be in, especially at that time, you know, every magazine was shutting down, every newsletter was closing its doors, and realized that we needed um, a new revenue source. And, you know, we were testing a few different ideas from fitness apparel to flash sales, but really like this idea of subscription. And, for me personally, you know, as an editor, you know, I, I loved getting packages in the mail. I loved trying new things. And there were a couple, you know, beauty sample boxes on the market that were really popular. But for me, you know, to be totally honest, I'm also just really cheap. So the idea of paying for samples when you could go get them for free at Sephora, which is a little bit weird. And on top of that, you know, we had really built a lifestyle brand and you know, wanted to look at um, women holistically, understand all of their needs and, you know, create something for for the whole person. So we launched the boxes in the spring of 2013. You know, it was very much a test. I, you know, I had a lot of anxiety about it. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I think my co-founders were much more confident, but we sold out within 24 hours. And it was a really nice moment where, we realized that we had an offer that was, you know, pretty appealing. And it wasn't, you know, that much, I think, of a stress, you know, for our readers, you know, to say like, hey, you know, we've been writing about beauty, fashion and fitness 
for so long, you know, now we're actually going to put the best products into your hands. And that really became, you know, very much the rebirth of the business. You know, my role changed dramatically from being super content focused to actually curating all of the boxes, um, which was a fun new skill set to learn in my early 30s. And, you know, the last few years have definitely been very much an adventure. Um, I think we've really scaled the business based on both community uh, content and customization. Customization being, you know, where we've spent, I think, the most time and money over the past two years, because the membership has just really changed. You know, we've, um, when we first launched everyone came from the website. They were very much my demo. You know, I picked eight products that I liked um, and chances, you know, were sort of high that that members would like them as well. You know, but now that we're curating for well over um, a million women each season, it's just a much more diverse audience. And so we, we address that through, you know, customer insights, data science, and, you know, putting together now a pool of different products um, every season so that we're not just curating great products where we're actually curating great products for you. So I would love to touch on a couple of things from from this story. One being you launched at a time that, you know, I feel like now the rise of, you know, there we went through a time period where you were probably alone in a sea of innovation uh, with having the subscription box program and what you offered. But what do you think gave you that edge to stand out when I swear that everyone and their mother started launching subscription boxes? And how did you sort of weather that? Because I liken it to when I launched bags and then that sea became crowded and it, you're like, we used to call them ankle biters because we're like, oh my God, there's a million ankle biters, but they're all taking a, a small piece of the pie and adds up to a significant number. Oh, for sure. And look, obviously there is, you know, something very flattering about the fact that there have been so many copycats. I mean, literally we've had, there was a brand that was in Bad Fit Fun Box in the early days. And I spent hours and hours chatting with them about the model and why they should do the box, which they did and they loved it. And then literally launched the same service a few months later, um, which is always a hard pill to swallow. Um, but again, you know, take it as a sign that we were doing something interesting. I think for us, it's always just about finding new ways to innovate. You know, when we talk about that sort of content community and customization, I do think that's where we do things a little bit different and, you know, hopefully a little bit better. You know, my passion has never been, you know, just about sending people stuff in a box. You know, I, I really do love content and I love the idea um, that we are really bringing brands to life through the storytelling that we do both in our online magazine and the glossy magazine that's in the box. You know, I do founders chats with all of the um, amazing brands in our box. You've been um, so lovely to come and join us. And, you know, I think consumers have changed. You know, they're no longer just interested in a label or the cheapest product. You know, they really want to understand the inspiration behind the brand. They understand ingredients in a way that they, they haven't in the past. They even understand things like sourcing and sustainability and I think, you know, our ability to bring those pieces to life because it was sort of a, a core function of what we did before we even started the box has been, you know, really beneficial. You know, and I touched on this a little bit already, but I also think, you know, the customization piece is probably where, you know, I do believe we are we are certainly changing the game. 
when you think about it, you know, these days there are millions and millions of variations of the seasonal box that are going out to members each season. And, you know, members can, you know, choose different products in their box or, you know, if they want to sort of remain surprised and delighted, um, sort of similar to the early brand ethos of FabFitFun, you know, our wonderful team of data scientists, you know, will choose for you based on your profile. And I think it's that distinction that it's not just like eight, eight products um, don't work for everybody. You know, we have, you know, but a member who lives in San Diego, who's 18 years old, you know, she doesn't want the same product um, as a 65 year old in Kansas City. And we have both of those women in our membership. And so making sure that we are, you know, not just getting great products, but getting great products for these different women, I think has been really essential. And, and then I would say, you know, last but not least on the community front, you know, we've really made it part of our mission to bring our members together. And so, um, you know, we built out a dashboard where, you know, originally people could just like log in and find out when their next box shipped. Um, and then started to add on different forums where, you know, now women are on there day and night, you know, obviously talking about the box and the product they love or honestly hate because God knows they have no problem telling us what they don't like, but also sharing, you know, ways to ease anxiety. And, you know, when COVID is not around, they're forming in-person meetups across the world, which is really cool. And we see them supporting each other in ways um, and we recently launched clubs to help them connect, not just on the basis of being a FabFitFun member, but, you know, interests um, and, you know, stages of life, like being a mom that I think, you know, make them feel a part of, of FabFitFun rather than just a customer. So I do want to touch on that community piece because, you know, we did our box, our winter box together last holiday. And I've, I've done, you know, partnered with all kinds of companies but never seen the amount of women that tagged and posted. I was like blown away by how committed and excited your, your community is. And that is, you know, I'm learning and I think people are realizing, you know, community is the most valuable thing as a brand you can have. So do you have any tips for, you know, you shared all the different ways, but like if someone's overwhelmed with like, where do I start with that? Like what is sort of a first step someone could take to really connect with their community and, and make them almost like, a, like, I feel like you just have for as many customers you have, they're really ambassadors. Yes, for sure. And I think there's sort of two reasons, you know, why that happened. And one is incredibly simple and that is literally just listening. Right. I think, you know, we, I, so we've built this community behind a dashboard, but I think most brands, you know, have a community it's on social, they're engaging with, you know, their customers on a daily basis, but really taking that feedback to heart and incorporating it into your future strategy, a world of a difference. I mean, I do believe, you know, our members think of themselves as our fourth co-founder. They believe they've built this business with us. I mean, I personally spend, you know, hours and hours every day in the community, you know, reading about what they like, reading all the time about what they don't like. And we genuinely use that information um, to make the membership better. And it's as simple as, look, these are products that they want. Let's figure out how to get them. Or, you know, look, they want to see um, within the community space, they want to see groups based on age because they think they have different things to talk about. And that's something that we want to actually build for them. And, 
you know, it's not always easy, you know, when they're telling you the negative stuff, it's, it's hard. I mean, I take it so personally, even after all of these years, every box feels like my baby and I want them to love every single piece of it. And so if they don't like something, I, I do, I genuinely feel crushed, but you know, I try and, you know, take it with a grain of salt and look at it as a learning opportunity and understand, you know, why that product, um, you know, may not have worked and how we can find a way to make something else work in the future. And, And look, I think the truth of it is also, they're so happy to give their opinions. I mean, they love it. They're excited. You know, they like to be asked and, you know, that ends up being a a real win-win for everybody. I think you just gave the greatest tips because I think it shows clearly. And I think that your customers have maybe, maybe not, but I feel like sometimes customers are better than any advertising or any, you know, promo um, as their diehard users. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Have you had to shift in how you operate because of Corona or has business remained similar? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I think that we, you know, on one hand, you know, we are lucky to be an e-com company. So we didn't have to think about, you know, operational shifts when it comes to brick and mortar. You know, that said, there's, you know, there's definitely been some rather big pivots. You know, HQ is still work from home, but we did not shut down operations within our warehouse because we are, um, you know, delivering essential products to people's homes. Um, We've been allowed to stay open over these past months. But at the same time, you know, it's been really important for us to think about the safety of our team who is, you know, going into work every day. Um, so doing kind of the normal things where obviously everybody is social distancing and we're providing, you know, gloves and masks and, um, you know, installing, you know, more hand washing stations and sanitizing stations, but also some cool things like, you know, re-ionizing the air so that if someone does sneeze, um, it goes down to the floor rather than the person next to them or, and just like temperature checks on arrival. We, we do several deep sanitations throughout the day. And then I would say for HQ, you know, communication shifts have just been really important. You know, when we were just starting out, we would do weekly all hands, which is literally just like everyone gathering in the lobby to talk about stuff. As we grew, that sort of shifted to a more monthly discussion or, or chat. And I think though, as we've started to work from home, you know, we've shifted back to these digital weekly all hands 
you know, just to make sure that everyone is staying connected and really feels in the know as we, we've stayed home. On the marketing front, we've done a few things where, you know, we launched a healthcare heroes initiative where we gifted um, free boxes to those on the front lines. You know, we did have, you know, every box is a theme and our summer box theme was all about the Olympics is, you know, no longer really timely. So, you know, shifted that to more of a, you got this um, theme where we were really trying to encourage our members to, to lift each other up. And then just like little things where no one's going into a studio to do massive, you know, photo or video shoots. And so when it comes to some of like the e-com creative, you know, we've seen, you know, just our regular um, employees doing their own photo shoots, no models, they're taking pictures of themselves in front of a mirror. And, you know, I've shifted our founder chats to, um, you know, doing them from my kitchen. So Katie Kitchen's from her kitchen, because my the marketing team is very funny. But I do think, you know, there's something interesting about, you know, seeing people in their own homes, seeing real people, quite frankly, rather than models that feels almost, you know, more authentic and more interesting than maybe some of the stuff we were doing before all of this hit. Like every time I've met you, and I'd love to hear like, if you feel like I feel, you've had so much passion about your brand, so much passion about your products. I think that sometimes for me as an entrepreneur, like I can just face a wall. But if I do that, I sort of don't publicly do that. You know, like I'm just like, oh, I just want to break. I just want to, maybe I just want to sell the company. Do you have those moments or are you just in love with your business at all times? Oh, no, I want to like hide under a table most days for some random reason. Especially look, you know, it is an anxiety provoking time right now. You know, I'm a mom trying to figure out all this stuff while taking care of my kids is a huge challenge. And it often feels incredibly overwhelming. And, you know, just just too much. And, you know, I will say that, you know, in the very beginning of FabFitFun, um, you know, we were a really, really lean team. Personally, I will say, you know, a lot of what I, I do, you know, I have no experience in doing. So when you think about things like merchandising and um, product development, you know, I, I all of this um, was, was sort of learned um, on the job. And on one hand, you know, I do think um, there was this weird benefit that, I wasn't necessarily restricted by the way things were supposed to be done. You know, I was really willing to take chances because I just honestly, I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. And so, you know, it allowed us to really invest in what worked and then kind of just threw away what didn't. I do think as we've scaled, um, you know, we've spent the last couple of years really investing in talent and bringing on um, people who have, you know, an incredible amount of experience and expertise in their various fields. And I do think, you know, especially during this time, if we didn't have those people on the team, I'm not sure that we would we would get through it. And I think, you know, we're really lucky. We hired our first CMO right at the end of the last year. We hired our first CFO at the beginning of this year. Um, we've hired some really amazing talent on the merch team. And, you know, it still feels overwhelming, you know, knowing that we have these incredible people who are really focused on growing the business. You know, that that for me is 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 for sure the biggest comfort. I hate it when this question is asked of me, but I have to ask you, do you have anything that's coming soon that you're excited to talk about? 
Oh no, look, that's a good question. I mean, the reality is nothing makes me happier than talking about fat fit fun all day. I mean, it seems like something that I should get sick of, but apparently not quite yet. We are about to roll over um, to our fall buck, which I'm excited about, you know, particularly because, you know, I, I think there has been a huge surge towards or drive towards, you know, more sustainability. It's something certainly that, you know, the beauty and fashion worlds as a, as a whole are talking about um, and something that our, our members ha- have been asking for. And, you know, if you think about our model, um, you know, the nice thing is it's not samples. So, you know, we're actually doing pretty well on that front. But we also do send out quite a few boxes um, every season. And so this is the first season where the box is 100% recycled. And it was a weirdly big challenge for us because you know, the box itself is, you know, is part of the experience, even though we say, you know, we're more than a box, we really, we don't think of ourselves as a subscription box anymore. We really do think of ourselves as a membership. You know, the box is obviously the core component to it. And that first moment when the box arrives and on someone's doorstep, we think is incredibly important. And we want it to be beautiful and exciting, um, you know, right from the get go. And, you know, recycled boxes are actually very hard to print on. And we, you know, we commission an artist every season to design the box. And thankfully, because of new technology, we figured it out. So the boxes can be both recycled and beautiful. And the inner packaging has also changed um, to also something that's, you know, there's no more of that crinkle. It's now, again, all just recycled. And, you know, for us, I think that that'll be really fun. Um, I'm also excited because, the fall box has some nice items that are really in line with, you know, just some of the stuff that people are dealing with right now. You know, everyone hopefully, hopefully is wearing masks um, more often. But because of that, you know, it can definitely cause some skin irritations and acne. And we have some great um, moisturizers and cleansers in our fall box to, you know, very much help with with those conditions. Um, and then little things like there's blue blockers in the box, which are glasses that basically, um, you know, help protect against blue light from all of the technology that we are now sitting in front of. I mean, my God, I'm on a Zoom most of the day. And um, the blue light from your computer or your screen can actually be really damaging both to your skin and your eyes. So just making sure that within the boxes and, and all of our sort of e-com um, in general, that like we are addressing the current needs of our members. I love it. So I have two last questions that I ask all my guests. What would we be surprised to know about you? Can be embarrassing or not, weird habit, funny quirk. Um, And what is a piece of advice that you either got through your hard-won failures or that someone gave to you that proved really valuable? Oh, such good questions to end with. Um, Okay, I am so, I have so many weird habits. It's really, and quirk, it's really hard to choose just one. Um, But I think maybe the one of the most unexpected pieces is that like I'm a um, a crazy adrenaline junkie. So I am, you know, I've jumped out of planes, I've gone bungee jumping, I love white water rafting, I've climbed the glacier, I've gone black water rafting. And now because I'm like such a mom, I feel like people find it very weird when they find out that's, you know, a hobby that I really enjoy but I can't help it. I just love it. And it's funny. I see my kids already and they, they're already becoming like mini adrenaline junkies. So I don't know if it's just something that runs in the blood. 
And then I would say as far as advice goes, you know, I always, you know, I, I do tend to go back, you know, to something that my parents taught me from a very young age. We're a really tiny family. I'm an only child and I'm, I'm super close with my parents. But, you know, one of the things that they instilled from, you know, a very early age is that it's always better to, you know, chase your passion than, than chase money. And, you know, they were both really poor growing up. And, you know, for them, their careers have been something that um, have really defined who they are and, you know, the success that they were able to bring us because of it, you know, I, I think it's something they're really proud of. But, you know, even more than the the comfort of, of the monetary piece, you know, they love what they do, and they're proud of what they do. And they work hard at what they do. And it's something that, you know, I've I saw, you know, that sort of brought them so much joy. And, you know, I think, you know, that really led me um, in, in my sort of career path. And, you know, very grateful that they, they, they sort of imparted that from a very early age. I love that advice. I'm going to take that too. I, I feel like I, uh, I don't need to go to therapy because talking to all of you women are therapy for me um, and such great advice. So thank you for joining today and I'll virtually see you soon. That was Katie Rosen Kitchens. For more information or to subscribe to FabFitFun, simply head over to FabFitFun and you can follow them at FabFitFun. Thanks for listening.